Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa Charles. Well, welcome to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron. Dr. Marissa Charles is our co-host. She graduated from the University of North Texas Health Science Center, Texas College of Osteopathic Medicine in 2005. Works here in San Antonio at the Ingram Wellmet Clinic and specializes in family medicine, which is a good thing. It is a good thing, yeah. You, you chose osteopathic medicine, and our guest, who we'll talk to in a minute, also an osteopath. What led you in that direction? Well, I actually had a very close friend who had an uncle who was a DO, and I'd always been interested in doing something in the medical field, but hadn't quite found my comfort zone. Um, and when I met um, Dr. Cantu, uh, Dr. Ray, um, you know, I just I saw him perform some osteopathic manipulative medicine techniques on his family members, and was so impressed. And um, I thought that that was a really nice way to incorporate more than just the, the medical knowledge, but also a little bit of the physical medicine. So. Now, you grew up in a tiny little town. I did. Along the border in Texas. Yes. Many of your high school graduates go to med school? Um, there's a couple. There's a few. Actually, um, Dr. Sauceda, who's a dermatologist here in town, um, is also from my very small little town. Oh, that's cool. There's quite a few, yeah. I like I mean, that. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about something you see in your patients all the time, and that's skin cancers. Absolutely. And we're going to welcome our very special guest who's joining us from WellMed at New Tampa. Dr. Martha Ford, also a DO, received her undergraduate degree at the University of Florida, Gainesville, earned her medical degree at Nova Southeastern College of Osteopathic Medicine in Fort Lauderdale. Dr. Ford completed her family practice, residency, and rotating internship at Florida Hospital in Carrollwood in Tampa, Florida. And Dr. Ford, we're delighted to have you on board. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate being included. Thank you very much. So you grew up in Florida and stayed in Florida. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm like Dr. Charles. I was from a very small town outside of Tampa, a rural area, and, um, and just kind of always stayed close to home, I think. Well, I want to share with you that this program, WellMed Radio, airs Sunday afternoons at 1.30 on AM 860, The Answer, in Tampa, and online on TheAnswerTampa.com. So, uh, we're also on the radio in your town now. That's wonderful. Wonderful. It's, I'm so glad to have WellMed part of our community. Well, thank you very much. And, and one of the things I know you wanted to talk about is something that South Texas, San Antonio, and Florida also experiences, and that's skin cancers. How do you know if you have it? Well, the, the rule of thumb is generally we, we tell people, and I know Florida is, is similar to Texas where it's just so much intense sun over your whole lifetime. Um, we tell people to look for anything that is changing or getting larger or a freckle that's changing in color or a place that bleeds inexplicably and doesn't, and doesn't heal, like it's a little small spot. It's, it's a very common finding we've, we, we come across in family practice. Now, something that bleeds for what appears to be no reason. Yes, like a little mole or um, sometimes mental nova just when they're shaving, they'll have a little spot that 
that will just kind of ooze. Um, and this is specifically basal cell carcinoma, which is the most common skin cancer we see. And um, that that is typically a waxy mole that's raised and can kind of appear with like a little blood vessel in it superficially. And I think that's where you, know, you get some of the the even just scratching it will make it bleed. And that, that should be brought to the attention of your doctor. I was diagnosed uh, with basal cell uh, at the uh, intersection of my nose and my cheek. Uh, had Mohs procedure to get rid of it. And uh, knock wood, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Very treatable. Very treatable if caught, if caught in a timely fashion like you did. So if you're going to um, pick a cancer, that would be the one to pick. It's it's. It is very nice because it, even if it's left untreated, it can it can result in some very disfiguring changes because, as you know, with that Mohs surgery that the, where, where you're taking, the, you're going along the margins of the cancer and removing it completely, the less skin to remove, the, the better. Yeah. So basal cells and, and squamous cell cancers, which, you know, are, are some of the more common um, skin cancers that we deal with. Um, and, and I agree, they're very treatable, but they do have to be treated in a timely fashion. And, and, you know, most of the time, the patient's the one that's going to bring it to our attention. Hey, I've got this spot. I don't know. It's been growing. It's been changing. Um, and so that all often will alert us. Now, as a family doc, uh, when do you send someone to a dermatologist? Well, if, if I see something that looks that looks like it could be an early skin cancer, which is called an actinic keratosis. That's more like a little scaly red spot or like a little flaky area. That's and me. They, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, that would be me. <laughs> well, they they can they turn up on the back of people's hands all the time and on the face in the sun exposed areas. Those areas we can treat with liquid nitrogen. Um, just in the office, just kind of, it's, it's actually, it's so cold it burns. And so it'll, it'll eradicate that, that abnormal tissue. Um, if we do in our office, we'll do just simple shave biopsies. If we see something that we don't care for, that we'd like to take a look at um, closer, then we can do a shave biopsy where it's really just taking off the, the topmost layer of skin. Uh, then we send that off to a lab, and they look at it under the microscope. And if it's something that's um, more concerning, then we we get a dermatologist involved to take care of that. All right, stay with me just a minute. I want to remind folks who may have just joined us, you're listening to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Marissa Charles. And we're talking with Dr. Martha Ford, a doctor of osteopathy at WellMed at New Tampa, uh, down in the great state of Florida. We're talking about skin and skin cancers. And one of the things I mentioned whenever we get on this topic, and uh, Dr. Charles taught me this, the largest organ in your body is your skin. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Because we don't think of it as an organ, us civilians. Right. Right. It's, uh, that's exactly right. You, you don't think of it. And it's, it's, it's very fascinating that that is a, a part of the body as a whole is your skin and the largest organ. Yeah, we think of it as just skin. Yep, yep. And, and skin, Dr. Charles, serves a really important purpose. 
Well, you know, with skin in particular, it it's a protective barrier. It's what's protecting us from, you know, the outside world. It's what's protecting us from viruses and bacteria and so many things. And so we do have to be so careful and take care of it. Um, and so we talk about prevention. You know, with skin cancer in particular, um, there are many things that we can do to try to prevent skin cancer. What are some of the other cancers, Dr. Ford, that uh, you look for when you do a skin exam. Uh, I went to my dermatologist a few weeks ago, and she did a total skin exam. I dropped my little chonis and whirled on my toes, and uh, she examined you know skin wherever you could find it, uh, which I thought was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Even even the surface of your eyes can should be checked. Oh, because it, it that's kind of shocking, but you can develop melanomas and things of the eye. And so any place, the toenails, anything should all be checked. I, th- I think what we're talking about, you know, the basal cell and squamous cells, um, th- those are common and turn up often and just and coincidentally during an exam. But a, a more serious and potentially deadly skin cancer is melanoma. Right. And, and that is, it's, we follow the A, B, C, D, E's of a of a mole that it would be asymmetric that the border would be ragged that the color would be very dark or inky or mixed in color with brown black and red um, that the diameter is greater than that of a pencil eraser and that it's changing that it's getting bigger and evolving over time how often do you see that thankfully not as often um, but we have had a couple of folks that just noticed they they actually brought it to our attention that something had changed and not necessarily on a sun exposed area it could be on the trunk um, on the the upper shoulders and um, and that's something that you want to get a hold of right away now in, in the case of a melanoma uh, asking for a friend who as a teenager used to sunbathe in Ohio. Uh, using aluminum foil and Vaseline <laughs> spread all over their face, uh, trying to get as much sun as possible. Now, that was a lot of years ago, my friend says. Mm-hmm. Does that still put him at risk for a melanoma? It, even if it was years and years ago when you were a child, I mean, that, that all of these things can be cumulative and that the radiation is cumulative. Um, I, Depending on who you ask, there appears to be a... A family uh, kind of goes along a family tree oh. mm-hmm. um, but sometimes, but there can also be a spontaneous mutant that, that appears with someone that had no family history. And the, the melanomas can present a little younger sometimes. So, you know, even a suspicious mole in a younger, you know, person could turn out to be a more aggressive melanoma. And those can metastasize and tend to cause more severe disease. And yeah, one of my daughters-in-law had... Uh a melanoma on her calf, and apparently they had to go so deep and take out so much in order to get it all that it was uh, uh, very frightening for her. I can understand that. I can understand that, especially as a young person. Just You just don't expect to, to hear that news. And, and the key is get it all. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. going back to that Mohs surgery, some people may not know what that is, but oh, that's you're a, right. you know, a very specialized kind of surgery where they start off removing just, you know, the, the visible lesion, and then they have a laboratory, you know, they have it evaluated immediately to see if you've got all of the cancer on the edges. 
And if you don't, then they take a larger bite and proceed, you know, in that same fashion. I've had patients that came back to me complaining of how terrible the experience was for Moe's because they didn't expect what was going to happen. So like they had me there almost all day because I had to go in and get the, you know, the area cut off and then they would close it and then go back in and go back in until, you know, sometimes there is extension of those skin lesions farther than the eye can see. And that's where that Mohs surgery comes in really handy. Yeah, my uh, surgical dermatologist explained it all to me in detail uh, and I was very careful. You can't really tell. Uh, he did the uh, uh, removal of the scar along my uh, wrinkle line in my face, my smile line. Yeah, no, so you can't, can't even see it. it no, Mm-mm. he was very careful to do that. He explained what he was doing, which I thought was pretty neat. <laughs> oh, I've seen he some He didn't very, just uh, slash away. Yeah, I've seen some very impressive large lesions get closed quite beautifully. So what are some of the things that you tell your patients, especially down there in Florida, as far as prevention? so that It's we can, all sun all the time. <laughs> right? I know. And, you, it, it's, and just like you guys have in Texas, we get... Uh, sun radiation, even just being in the car, if you have tinted windows, it doesn't matter. You still get some degree of radiation getting out of your car and going into the store and coming out. The light bounces off the ground and comes back. So sunscreen on a daily basis is right, very now, important. I want you to stick with us. Hold that thought. We're going to come right back to you. Uh, for those of you who have just joined us, you're listening to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, along with my co-host, Dr. Marissa Charles, and our special guest, Dr. Martha Ford. You may be experiencing anxiety or stress regarding all the news about COVID-19 or what is commonly referred to as coronavirus. You are not alone. Optum is opening its emotional support helpline, providing access to specially trained mental health specialists. This is a toll-free number and it will be open 24 hours a day seven days a week for as long as necessary. This is a free service. Anyone in need of emotional support is welcome to call. The number is 866-342-6892. That's 866-342-6892. One more time, 866-342-6892. That's pretty cool. The new Buddy Holly joining us on the new WellMed Radio. <laughs> Pardon me for coughing. I'm Ron Aaron, along with uh, Dr. Marissa Charles. I've only had this nagging cough for 300 years or so it seems. I know. I know. Yeah. Pretty much the whole time I've known it you. It needs to go away. It does. It does. So we, I uh, do hope you're seeing your doctor about I, I am. <laughs> I am. Love my PCP. And we're talking about... Skin Cancer Screening, Dr. Martha Ford is with us from uh, Wellman at New Tampa, and we're delighted to talk with her. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Dr. Marissa Charles. And Dr. Ford, uh, we were talking about the sun in Florida. It, it's true in, in San Antonio as well. And you told me something. I love this show because I learn something every week. Uh, you told me you can get sun damage potentially just driving in an automobile uh, from sun exposure because it's so hot. South Texas, Florida, similarly. Uh, I thought that tint kept the bad rays out. I think it 
does to a certain extent, and I think it's better to have tent than none. From my experience, when they're selling it, you know that it's that that they make it sound as though it's an impenetrable barrier. But right. I still think a little bit of it's still there. Still is some risk with that, especially if you're drive long distances in your car or you spend a lot of time in the, the midday out and about. You also mentioned walking into the grocery store for those who still go to the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That you get a sun reflected off the pavement. So you may be fully clothed, you've got a hat on your head, and you're still getting some sun on your face from the pavement reflecting it back. Yes, I know. Doesn't that sound like something? It's it's um and it it's not something that you would get a burn or that you would even recognize had been a problem, but just that additive exposure over months and later years. Now, talk to me a little bit about, I, I don't think it's a skin cancer issue, but as some of us age, we get brown spots. Mm-hmm. My mother used yes. to call them liver spots. I know, that's kind of what I, that's what I'm, that's my, I think of them as liver spots too. Right. And it's just at an area of damage where those um, melanin cells that, that cause color or brown tint to your skin, they can become damaged and they'll leave like a little freckle there. And they they don't necessarily have a predilection to turning into cancer, but should always be monitored huh. And and they accumulate over time, especially on people's hands, because you just they they take a lot of sun and you don't realize it. Now, can you hit that with your can of cold juice? I want one of those cans. About the, the liquid nitrogen. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, I keep asking, can I take one home? No, no. <laughs> usually, the the dark spots like that. No, we don't usually. You don't. Um, zap those. It's the ones that are a little, um, like where the, the keratin has built up a little bit thicker and you can feel those, that actinic keratosis is what we call those that really right. do well with the, the freezing. But there are a lot of skin changes that just happen, um, with age, you know, we, and, and, you know, ex, you know, sun exposure. So, um, the skin just starts getting a little thinner and we start losing some of that, you know, little fat layer underneath the skin and you start getting a lot more susceptible when you're older to just tiny bruising or rupturing of those tiny blood vessels under the, that skin layer, which can, you know, be a little uncomfortable sometimes. And it doesn't help, help to be on something like warfarin or Eliquis, right, right, a blood thinner. Things. Mm-hmm. When because you're on blood thinners I, I'm on Eliquis and if I touch something the wrong way, I get a bruise. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty typical. Of course, that medication is very important to prevent strokes and exactly. for other good reasons. Yeah. But yes, we see that manifest on the skin quite a bit. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Ford, you talk to your patients, I'm sure, if they're not wearing hats to wear hats, right? Yes, especially in Florida where golfing is very is a, is a major pastime. And it's, it's especially with everything going on in the world, it's so nice to get outside and to get some fresh air and get out of the house. But um, the hats make a big difference, even even just a regular cotton hat, you know, just on the top of your head will serve as a barrier. I'm not a big fan of the visors because those leave the top of your head exposed but cover your, your brow, but I think it's better to have more like a, like a sun hat, like a cotton sun hat or a straw hat. So for those who are hair challenged like me, having none on the top of my head, Versus someone with hair, does the hair protect you from sun exposure? 
to a certain extent I, it does, but it's it um so I think folks that are that have a clean head that they are more at risk for getting sun damage and and future skin cancers there. Well, that would be my case because mm-hmm. they're in a lot of hair up there. Well, it depends, too, because I remember having a, a very sweet roommate in college that had very thin hair, but, you know, had a full head of hair, and her scalp would sunburn if we were oh, out wow. in the sun too long, like football games or things like that. You don't think about covering that head, but, yeah, she would get welts on her scalp from That's interesting. sunburn. Because yeah. I figured everyone with hair is protected. You know, there's different degrees as well. Um, but still, the hat's the best way that you can protect it. Wide brim is a good idea. And um, sunscreen, you know, we can't say it enough. Sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. Talk to me a little bit, Dr. Ford, about how we can inspect parts of our bodies that we can't see. Does it take a significant other to check our backs, for example? Well, you can always come in to the, your primary care doctor to help let us take a look. Um, we can... You know, inspect the the back and the shoulders. I know it does get difficult sometimes to try and have like two mirrors going and trying to right. see something, but just kind of being aware of of landmarks and that if something changed, then and th- this is something too that during our physical exam that will document something that we think we should keep an eye on and measure it and follow that. And one doc uh, tell me to ask my wife to draw a circle around things she was concerned about. So I went in. I looked like I had measles. Oh, no. <laughs> with my back covered with little circles around stuff. Does that make oh. sense? So you, you know what yeah. somebody's looking at? Yeah, it doesn't. It does. It is helpful to have another set of eyes just bring attention to something that's concerning to the patient or to the patient's spouse. And with technology these days, you could even, you know, use your cell phone camera to snap a picture um, and track that over time as well. Well, that's true. Yeah, to yeah. see how something. That's a really changing. good idea. If there's a, uh, you know, something mole that's that you're worried about, yeah. yeah, just maybe you're not sure if it's been changing or not. Having a, an image of it really does help. Now I know in your practice you see predominantly uh, Medicare eligible patients, 65 and over. Uh, but for younger kids, for example, I've got three little kids. Uh, should we worry about the potential for skin cancers at, at their age? I don't. I don't think of it, it. There are there there are some hereditary conditions that can develop skin cancers in young folks. The example of the melanoma that you had earlier, but I think it's really more like maintaining a, a protective sunscreen layer on on kids and teaching them that so that they get into the habit of reapplying on their own and and avoiding. You know, the like, like you were saying, like using a the days of using iodine and a mirror and like you know every different kind of way to concentrate the sun to to get out of the shade when you can and just reapply that sunscreen. I never did the iodine. What did I miss? <laughs> that might have been a Florida thing. You missed it. <laughs> it would give it yeah. an instant glow, an instant oh, bronze wow. color. Yeah, I just did Vaseline, <laughs> Vaseline or, or Which, uh, like baby course, oil. Or... It was like using you know. Uh, some device to expand the sun rays that were pounding my little body. <laughs> I had an older sister, and she was out there every day. That would have been me. Yeah, exactly. So talk to me a, a little bit about, in, in the final minute or so that we have, something we haven't asked you about that you want to share with us. Uh, well, you know, I think that I think that we've covered it pretty well. I think that um, that if 
that just making sure that you keep an open line of communication between yourself and your primary care doctor. Um, there are some websites that you can go to if you have questions. Um, the www.cancer.gov is the National Cancer Institute, as well as the Skin Cancer Foundation also has a very uh, friendly website if you have any questions or want to research this further. I, I worry about Dr. Google. Well, yes. Yes, Doctor Google can be pretty mean. Doctor Google can be very (laughs) can be very misleading as well. Oh well, you're automatically dying regardless of what you switch, what symptoms you have that you search for. I know, but that's um, why I try to stay away from like just going to these major reputable websites. Absolutely. But before we go, uh, when you look at some of these uh, skin cancers, uh, is there a reasonable amount of time uh, between visits? So you can see if they grow, but it doesn't put the patient at risk. I mean, I would say, depending on the, the medical history of the patient, if they have a known history of several basal cell carcinomas, then or squamous cell carcinomas, then they should probably be checked every six months. Um, it if someone is at low risk and is someone who apparently you know has been very careful over the years and 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 doesn't have any history of problems, once a year, I think, would be okay. adequate. Got to stop you right there. You've been great. Thank you. I know you said you were nervous before we started. You did a great job. Oh, thank you. And you're on the small list of people we invite back. So thank you very much. Dr. Martha oh. Ford down in uh, Wilmot at New Tampa, Dr. Osteopathy. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Dr. Marissa Charles, you're listening to WellMed Radio. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio.